0: from PRX. Studio 360.
1: Philip K. Dick was one of the great American science fiction writers. His stories have been turned into movies like Blade Runner and Total Recall and Minority Report. But one of his best-known novels is only partly sci-fi and isn't about the future, It is set in the early 1960s when it came out. The premise is that Germany and Japan won World War II, and they split the spoils. Japan got Western America, and the Nazis got the East. It's called The Man in the High Castle, and it is now a terrific TV series on Amazon. The first season appeared last fall, and I happily binged it. Since I was a little kid, when it takes place in the early 60s, it has an eerie familiarity for me. The second season is just out, just as the real America suddenly seems kind of unfamiliar to me. With me to talk about this is James Panoazic, the chief television critic for The New York Times. His recent article on Man in the High Castle is called An Alternative America Hits Home. Hello, Jim. Thanks. Uh, Hey, thank you. So, in your article about uh, this new season, you say, quote, It would be denial to say it plays no differently now than it did before a year ago. Because why? Because there
0: are actual real Nazis out there who are pretty psyched right now. You know, rampant on social media, on on Reddit, uh, cheering on Donald Trump. Uh maybe not overtly encouraged by Donald Trump, but retweeted by him, not really uh, vigorously refuted by him and uh post election you know we we we've seen the spectacle of Richard Spencer leading
1: his his minions in a, a, a hail trump chant. Well, in fact, we have a clip of that uh Richard Spencer being the head of a white nationalist organization. Um, and and this uh, conference, which took place in a federal building in Washington, not very far from the White House, just after the election.
0: Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hail victory!
1: <laughs> and, and people during that hu- hooray thing were actually giving uh, Nazi salutes. Uh, Spencer afterwards said, oh, it was just exuberant. And I think he said even yeah. it was ironic in some fashion. Um, So cut to the fiction on TV, Man in the High Castle, uh, this new season. First episode, first few minutes, right at the beginning of the show. It's a classroom in this suburban American high school.
0: Class, rise. I swear I will observe the law, conscientiously fulfill my duties at home and school, be faithful and obedient and pledged absolute allegiance, allegiance
1: to until death to the leader, the leader of, the of the Nazi empire, empire Adolf Hitler. Hitler. See Heil! see Heil! see Heil! And of course, Heil is hail. Uh, when Spencer used that phrase, hail the people, hail Trump, all that. He, he, the parallels it, were not lost on him. Yes. yes. The, the <laughs> translations. <laughs> um, now... Okay. There's Richard Spencer and there are these neo-Nazis using social media, and there are hundreds, thousands, I guess, of people who for in whatever sense are subscribed to this. They're not yet taking over our high schools, um, I guess. But but I, I, I thought your article was really smart and and played it correctly because we can't, if we pay attention to the news, watch this show without thinking of the, the this part of the Trump phenomenon. The New York Times gave your article great big play uh, on two pages and huge pictures and uh, big headlines about this part of it. It wasn't just about the Trump parallels. Um, There was some criticism and uh, one of the places I saw – this story, and the New York Times being slagged on your account was on Morning Joe on MSNBC. I want to play a bit of that. Here's a picture of of Sig Heil, and it says the second season of the drama about resisting darkness finds relevance in a post- Election Nation. If you think that's outrageous, Mike, well, reading go the to piece, the jump. reading the piece, you make the jump into the page. This is about a, a TV series, "The Man in the High Castle," a TV series. Here's the jump headline: "TV's United States of Seagile finds a neary relevance." <laughs> a neary relevance. What did you make of that?
0: you know i expected that i mean I, I i can certainly see that you know people are going to come across this and say oh the new york times is saying trump is hitler you know and i right. and i tried to you know make the point in the piece look this this tv show is not a documentary you know it, it's a work however, of art it's a work of art and you know i think that there there nonetheless we do live in a moment where a lot of the, you know these despicable elements within our society, the KKK, neo-Nazis and so on, uh, uh, run-of-the-mill Islamophobes, feel validated and
1: empowered and exuberant. And uh, and the guy who has run Breitbart News, which he himself described as a platform for the so-called alt-right, is the chief White House strategist. Right. Uh, there's a lot of space between...
0: Trump is literally Hitler, and <laughs> yes. everything is fine, yes. and a lot of the stuff in that space is you know bad enough on its own right uh, and you, so, and, and you didn 't have to stretch
1: very hard, yeah, I mean it would have been weird. To write about this program now without making some version of your the discussion you had,
0: yes, I mean it would be stupid you know to to look at this and say oh this is America today and I think you know any any anybody looking around them can see this is not literally America well, today but it, I'm sorry you know I, I <laughs> I come from a Jewish family. Uh when I see people in a you know gathering in Washington, DC giving the Nazi salute, I do feel an eerie relevance. <laughs> that that's not the same as saying Donald Trump is totally a Nazi. Right. And I think people are wrong to read that, you know, that that end of that. But um it's disturbing. And fiction Often in, you know, not exactly, you know, parallel analogous ways, in exaggerated ways, is one way through we we engage in the mental exercise of how we deal with disturbing circumstances in life, which, you know,
1: that is pretty freaking disturbing. (laughs) Um, And your kicker made me me go, hmm, uh, which was about how reality sort of had overtaken this fiction – uh, "Quote: If you wanted to ask what would I do if it happened here in the past, you had to watch a TV show," implying that Americans now have to ask themselves, "Hmm, what will I do because it now may actually happen here?"
0: Yeah, which is you know, which is not to say that we're being ruled by Nazis, but you're seeing the stirrings of things that are illiberal, anti-democratic, bigoted. One thing that I led into that with is that in the new season of of, of the Man in the High Castle. Uh, one of the, one of the curiosities is that in this alternative history, it turns out that there were, in fact, still Japanese American internment camps, um, and it went differently in in, in this case. In, in the show, mild spoiler alert, but you know they, they were uh, we lost the war. Um, they were liberated by the Japanese, and the Japanese Americans held there were were viewed hostily by the the conquering Japanese. But but in any case, uh, which seg- is a great, seg- great fictional. Twist segue from that to the fact that not long after the election, a uh, uh, Trump supporter was being interviewed on Fox News by Megyn Kelly, um, asked about uh, Donald Trump's on again, off again, sort of sometimes on and off uh, uh, Muslim immigration ban, a Muslim entry ban, uh, it justified it by citing the historical precedent of Japanese-American internment camps. I know the ACLU is going to challenge it, but I think it'll pass, and we've done it with
1: Iran back uh, back a, a while ago. We did it during World War II with Japanese, which, you know, call it what you Come will, on. maybe, maybe you're wrong. Not, you're not proposing we go back to the days of internment camps, I hope. No,
0: no, no, I'm not proposing that at all, Megan. But what I am you know saying better is that than to suggest to that I mean, that's,
1: that's the kind of stuff that gets people scared, Carl. Right. But it's, I'm just saying there is precedent for it. And I'm not saying I agree with it, but in this case, I absolutely believe you can't that a regional-based... can be citing base... Japanese internment camps as precedent for anything the president-elect is going to do.
0: But that's not the first time that that, that has come. And, and that's where, you know, yes, that this is not an exact parallel to, you know, fascism in the 1930s or the 1940s. You know, It doesn't have to, like, you know, nothing, nothing bad comes on you all at once. And even if it's not the same kind of bad right. thing, when you start encountering these things, that that's when you start asking yourself, you know, you start asking yourself, I'm actually living in a situation where, you know, things like this are being talked about. And... Getting back to The Man in the High Castle, I think that one thing that has been very interesting about that show, it's not the greatest show on television, uh, but some of the most interesting things it does, I don't know if you'd agree with this, is is dealing with the culture of occupied America, which is right. basically asking themselves, what would... A, a fascist-occupied America look and feel like they very carefully thought through. Oh, what would the popular music be like? Well, you'd remove all the non-Aryan influences, and and you know it would be this very sort of bubblegum pop, right? Uh, you know, uh, uh, I think there was a Rock Hudson movie in the first episode. Uh, uh, you know that, that that sort of thing. Well, you, With, you, but, but but deracinated in that way, and and it brings up this sort of you know curious insinuation that if you were, if if an invading army were creating a fascist America at that time, you'd have some raw materials here that you could build. You know, it's not just like imposing Teutonic culture on a subjugated country.
1: Um, The other thing you mentioned that's in the second season that sounded really interesting, which is a police show on TV that seems that justifies the police state Nazi tactic Uh, American Reich it's called you listen and you listen good mister you cops always towing the Nazi line let's say we tow your line Sieg Heil American Reich coming this fall
0: yes and it's it's um, again in in this American world of uh, uh, o- Nazi-occupied America, there's still primetime television. You know, there, there's still very almost familiar-looking uh, Like drag- Dragnet? And, no, it basically is modeled on a Dragnet-type uh, yeah. television show. You know, and again, that kind of shows you You know, that's, you know, it's not, it's not to say drag the original Dragnet was authoritarian in its way. It wasn't fascist, but you know, right. but, there, but there are elements of familiar culture that you right. can take, put a little spin on them, and they can be
1: adopted to these sort of purposes. Um, and one of the most interesting things to me about this whole resonance is that it was entirely accidental. They, right? I mean, they, they, they made the first season before Donald Trump ran that this new one when he, couldn't possibly have yeah. won, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't think this was ever
0: their intent with the show. I mean, you know, alt- uh, obviously alternative histories involving World War II are, are you know, a very, you know, long-time thing. I, right. I, and, uh... You know, arguably in, you know, pop culture and literature, there are even closer parallels. You know, look at something like Philip Roth's The Plot Against America, where, where that is actually, you know, it imagines a Charles Lindbergh administration right. and actually that fascist type regime in America being d- voted into power. But yeah, the, things like this, you know, happen accidentally all the time. 24 was picked up by Fox before the September 11th attacks, right? Uh, you know, it just happened to become this, you know, signal show of the the early war on
1: terror era after the fact. And ironically, this show, Men in the High Castle, I, I have to believe that if they'd been developing it and and just were like pitching it now, there's no way it would get on the air. Uh,
0: I think it, I think it'd be tough. Uh, you know, uh, there there are so many outlets that. Uh, <laughs> I guess I would ne- I would never say never, but you would certainly it would you would like have a- hurdles now that yeah. you would not have had in the past. <laughs> exactly. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. Um, Morning Joe would get on you.
1: Yeah. Uh, this par- this seeing everything as various kinds of pop culture now as a parable or an allegory for for this Trump. Uh, this president is going to be unavoidable. And as you point out in the piece, and I was unaware of this, that the head of the Disney company had to come out and say, oh, no, the Star Wars film Rogue One, not a political parable, right? This actually
0: originated – it's not a story that followed closely, but from rumors – Uh, That were circulating that this script had actually been rewritten to be anti-Trump or something like that, which, you know, was impossible. Yeah, Uh, exactly. But just the notion of Bob Iger finding it necessary to say, oh, there, there are no political statements in Star Wars where the stormtroopers are actually called storm stormtroopers <laughs> like there's you know, there's there's probably almost no more blatant
1: exactly. nazi
0: parallel in in, in the, you know than the original star wars films in, exactly. in popular movies. Exactly. Uh yeah. Uh you know, so there's going to be all sorts of I'm sure we you know because uh movies and TV and books take time to produce accidental parallels and resonances that that come out. And, uh, you know, probably also, you know, a bit of a lag time in popular culture, because I think like everybody else, like most people in the political media, like apparently most people in the campaigns, I doubt that many people in Hollywood thought that Donald Trump was actually going to win. And, and, you know, and so you're going to have a lot of pop culture coming out over the next year or whatever that was conceived with the assumption of a different world, you know?
1: Well, and I, the one I've been thinking about and the next season starts in the spring is the Americans, uh, Mm -hmm. about these Russian Soviet characters passing themselves off as attractive young Americans in the 1980s in Washington. Uh, I, I, I've suggested more than once to the, co-creator of that show, Joe Weisberg, that they write in a Donald Trump character. He's young. He's in the 80s. He's in a honeypot with uh, what's-her-name. Uh, but I, I don't think they're going yeah, to At do least
0: that. Paul Manafort will turn up, I'm sure.
1: Well, there you go. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Trump's former uh, campaign director was uh, in that world as a PR guy in the 80s. So yeah. I, it, just, it writes itself. Yeah, there'll be an epilogue, I'm <laughs> thinking now. Exactly. Um, so you you said uh you don't think it's the greatest show on television. What what do you make of it as a as a show apart from all this political relevance?
0: It, you know it's entertaining. It's uh, to me it is the you know TV equivalent of a page turner. Right. Uh you know that I that I
1: a good page turner.
0: Yeah, you know, if you read the original novel, it's not big on plot, and they really had to, you know, make a lot of departures uh, in order to to create an ongoing, you know, the ongoing storylines. Story, yeah, exactly, yeah. because you know it's uh, it's a single novel, and it's it's sort of anti-plot and very you know philosophically musing. Uh, there, you know, there's just a lot of there's a lot about fate and you know religion and Eastern Mes- Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you know, but but the the result is that there is you know a, a great Great. Okay driving mystery and a lot of action and it's exciting that the characters unfortunately and this is what I think keeps it from being a very you know the very very great show is that the characters are just not as developed anywhere near as well as as the world is especially the central characters there's a fair amount of wooden acting in it uh, the there's a the Japanese you know, guys are good uh, yeah uh, the uh, Inspector Kido and uh, Trade Minister uh, Tagami uh, y- and the um, American Nazi uh, Officer uh, John Smith. Yes, uh, in the in the in the plot that takes place on the, the East Coast. Right. Uh, you know these supporting characters who are, you know, functionaries of some level or another on on the winning side, but they're 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 not. Good guys, exactly, but they are at odds with people and factions. Yeah, Yeah. with you know, with within that's that's where it gets very interesting. Where it's a a little better developed.
1: The production design, though, is is it's amazing to watch the way San Francisco and New York look and how the the industrial design in the East is somewhat different than the industrial design of the West. That's pretty cool. The the Nazis are really into their infrastructure. (laughs) uh that's like another.
0: That's true. (laughs) There's there's you know their their high speed trains. uh, in the East, supersonic jets. You know, I, again, that, like, that's what, what I think the show is among the best shows on TV as, is sort of having thought through what are the consequences to the world? How would this world develop after having been like this for 17, eighteen years, right. you know whatever it's been
1: the, uh, the shots of the Nazi New York City uh, shows Times Square a lot. If somebody who works in Times Square, does that give you a frisson uh, when you see it?
0: Uh, a bit uh, yeah, it's you know I mean New York belongs to the world, so I guess it you know I would I would think it gives everybody a l- little bit of a shock, but yeah
1: Jim, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I took a little trip to my hometown. James Ponowazek is the chief television critic for the New York Times. And you can now binge watch all of season one and season two of The Man in the High Castle on Amazon. And that's it for today. We will drop our weekly broadcast into this feed on Thursday as usual. Meanwhile, thank you very much for listening. Uh, That was a lot of fun. Excellent. Thank you.